are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start with this one saying that the intended audience is everybody. And today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Barry McLean, on what his role is in pharmacy technology and informatics. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast, Barry. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, just before we get into the details and things like that, um, can you kind of tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, well, like you said, I'm Barry McLean, and I am the Director of Pharmacy Information Systems at Advocate Aurora, and that is located in the Milwaukee area of Wisconsin. But the organization spans right now across the eastern portion of Wisconsin and into the northwest region of Illinois. I'm originally actually from the central Ohio uh, area. I always dreamed I would have Buckeye football tickets for life, but my career choices changed a lot. And, you know, going back in time was a bit of a rebel. And I only went to high school for really, if you sum up all the time for maybe like a year and a half, played a lot of guitar and slept in pretty much every day full time. And I only really mention that so folks uh, know that I am a rock star in my core. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, you know, just to to hear about the different, not just like different people in the field, but also different personalities and, uh, you know, all the different traits that people have. Because I think one of the things like when people hear like, oh, director of pharmacy information systems, director of pharmacy, things like that, there's like this certain level of expectation that this person has to be. A lot of times when I hear it, I feel like they're very stern or they're very like by the book, you know, things like that, that personality kind of gets missed. You know, thanks for mentioning that to show that you're you're a human being, just like everybody else, right? A hundred percent. I have a lot of personality. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, for your role over at um, Aurora um, Health, the the role of director of pharmacy information systems it varies a lot uh, between different uh, institutions, different organizations, and I know it really also depends on like what the institution needs. So, uh, can you kind of describe like for where you're at, like what kind of uh, responsibilities you have as the director of pharmacy information systems? No, no, I absolutely can do that. So, you know, my day-to-day, you know, is really focused on on EHR management. And, you know, from an organization standpoint, I report into the pharmacy department directly and then dotted line to our IT friends. From from an organization standpoint as well, I would say we we tend to be very aggressive on integration and standardization type functions. So I do a lot of work within that realm, you know, being a a larger multi-hospital system, you know, you look at getting practices as a line and formularies in line, builds all in the line and standardize very well. I think that is one of our big offerings and, you know, accomplishments as an organization is just being able to work so functionally together and um, being able to centralize a lot of work that we do. So a lot of what I do surrounds that type of effort, but also, you know, being a director, I, I oversee a team and have responsibility in ensuring that people have what they need, are engaged, have the appropriate project management. I also have an obligation or responsibility to residency training. I'm an RPD or residency 
director for the informatics program, and I also uh, precept for uh, all our other programs as well. So in our organization, we have well over 30 residents or so, all with different projects and needs coming from different places. But beyond that, I'm, I'm probably a lot like everyone else in terms of having a lot of meetings and a lot of emailing in an effort to get things done. Wow, you said there's 30 residents? It's probably even closer to 40. I don't even, I can't even keep up with the, the number that we have, but it is a, a very large amount. It's like a kind of an army, essentially, out there. Wow, that's amazing. So I actually uh, want to hear a little bit more about that. So so how do you coordinate the education that they get for the uh, informatics systems and information systems? No, that's, a, that's a great question. So obviously, for an informatics resident, it's all they do. They're fundamentally part of our team. But and I would say our next level of, you know, residents that are really required to have a um, portion of, of their education with me are our administrative residents. So we have four of those, two in Wisconsin and two in Illinois. And they, you know, have an informatics obligation and we give them more of the overview of what a team does and responsibilities and data analytics. Beyond that, you know, we also have, you know, all the, our first year residents. So they have the opportunity to do an elective residency, you know, a rotation with us and give them a primer into, you know, the informatics world on projects and et cetera. But beyond that, you know, we also, with that group, especially, you know, all the residents have, you know, what they call the year-long project. And there are a variety of different needs for for residents to accomplish what they, you know, want from their projects. You know, a great result for any project is something informatics related. And, you know, we, we tend to have a number, you know, a percentage of those folks needing some, some assistance. I see. I see. So uh, I'm also curious, like for these people who are going into these programs for for informatics under the residency, how many of them are very aware or uh, relatively aware of what the informatics field is when they start? Like, is that something you you know? I, I wish I had a number for that, but I can tell you that percentage is probably increased over time. I, you know, I, I do see students being a lot more aware of what we're doing as far as a team. You know, there, there's, there's been, you know, year after year, a pretty steady number of folks that have just in the realm of informatics, a lot of interest in it. So there you have that group of folks, but then you have everyone else that goes through rotations and school and things of nature, and they have a varying degree of knowledge. Um, honestly, don't believe that folks really understand full implications of of informatics until they're really on the job and really see how their job is actually influenced or driven by technology. So I I think it's in that first year that they they learn and get a much more deeper understanding or at least respect for what the team does. But I would say, you know, lucky for those few that really do rotations and and get the experience working directly with us, because that's really the, the only way you really see you know, what does an individual like that do? So it's a it's a growing population. 
Okay. Okay. Cool. So, um, and then in your role as director, like aside from the residency program, you do like a lot of like the uh, like you said earlier coordination and getting projects uh, completed. So I-, I was curious: is that like more of a project management type of role, or um, are there aspects where you're actually going in and doing some of the the groundwork too, like some of the data analytics yourself, or how does that uh, work in your role? Here's some dirty laundry. I do get my hands dirty. In, in the informatics world, for sure. And that scares a lot of people. You know, berry build is, is not always the ideal way of getting things done, but it definitely does happen to some degree. You know, I look at my team at being as being experts in their particular area, and ideally, they really should be focusing on, on their craft, so to speak. So I'm more of like somebody that has a good knowledge of well, what everything is going on, but not necessarily an expert in it. So I, I put the, the the power into the team because that's how we can accomplish things, you know, the, with the most quality and efficiency. And I like to say we spend most of our time trying to keep people in line with the priorities of our organization. And my job is more focused on that. But I can tell you in a day to day where I'm in meetings all day perpetually without even a break, there are a lot more things that are coming up on a second by second basis that we get done. And I'm willing to help if I need to. So I am a, a viable um, pair of hands for, for the team, but I have a lot more faith in them than in myself, for sure. I see, I see. So so there are specializations in the team too, and you're kind of like uh, leading and helping out, right? As much as I can, you know, every, there's never a stable time in our world. It's always uh, the world flips over uh, for one thing or another, you know, whether it's a, a large integration with their organization or, you know, COVID or whatever it may be, we're almost, it feels like we're almost always all hands on deck somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I know how that feels. Uh, many projects just going on, just so many things happening at the same time. Uh, so, so like for your, uh, your experience there, uh, what kind of training did you get before getting into the role of uh, being a director? That's an amazing question. So starting off where I ended with uh, my background, um, starting in high school and being a rock star, it's really kind of at that point where, you know, I, I decided to, to go into college. You know, my friends were probably thinking I was, it was pretty unusual because this is a guy that's sleeping in every day and, and having fun, not taking anything serious. But, um, you know, I saw everyone was talking about going that direction. And, you know, I started looking at college and, you know, I, I looked in the, the book, to, you know, the handbooks and it basically you know, my pharmacy kind of stood out to me. And I thought it sounded interesting and got a haircut and got rid of my combat boots and eventually got a job at, at a retail pharmacy while in school. And, um, you know, once I got into pharmacy school at, at Ohio State, you know, I really opened my eyes to different opportunities in the field and eventually even got another job at Ohio State Medical Center um, as an intern. And it was really a great place to explore different specialties. And it took quite a while, but I finally concluded to ditch the white coat completely for a suit and go into pharmacy administration. And when I went through the residency match and what I jokingly call the computer in the sky brought me to the University of Wisconsin Hospital and Clinics, where I spent two years in administration residency. And it was really there where I was introduced to how automation and technology really drives business 
And I started gearing my experience towards informatics at that point. So um, by the later part of my residency, I was actually fully focusing hard on informatics leadership being my ultimate career goal, which probably is a little bit unique, but uh, especially at that time, I feel like. And um, you know, for me, I really got actually inspired by seeing the amount of opportunity there was with connecting operations to informatics processes. In kind of an example, I, I would saw so many times where ideas would be brewing through PNT committees and different councils and things of nature. They would finally get approved, you know, after so much time. And then they would ultimately be told after the fact their whole idea was impossible to actually implement. And that kind of stuff really drive me, drove me nuts. And I wanted to, an ability, at least, to, to try to fix it. And in my young mind at the time, um, it seemed easy. Um, but I've learned that there's there's a lot to, you know, doing that integration with, um, you know, our operations friends. That was how I end up getting the job I have now, where I lead uh, this robust team. And it's literally all I know at this point. So... I can't do anything else but informatics now. Wow. So you actually already knew this while you were doing your residency, right? Yeah, I, I got very passionate about it when doing all, you know, rotations and my year-long projects. I really didn't really started focusing all of my attention on it. And the, it's interesting, you know, looking back on the times, you know, that was, you know, around a decade or so ago. I never even heard or even thought of informatics residencies at all didn't even think it was really a thing. And, you know, that's kind of why I went down an administrative route. Um, you know, had the informatics residency be more prevalent thing, maybe at that time, I would, there was actually probably a good chance I would have gone down that road. But it did not seem to be uh, a core offering. I know some of those programs existed, but I was definitely looking at the administration route much more closely. But it really was a great opportunity to see how things worked. And um, I think everything worked out pretty well for, for you know, how, you know, things happen. Yeah, yeah, that that's pretty cool. Yeah, you're, you're right. Because like when I even just a few years ago, when I what was it, I graduated in 2012. And I was looking during 2011 for informatics residencies, there were not many around. There's only a handful. And I think a handful of them were not even accredited. And then the other ones were but I feel like there were only like seven to 10 around the nation at the time. So like in terms of that training, it's it's still really new. I know there's a lot more now. There's like 30 something right now, but it's really cool to see like that expansion, even just the last few years. So yeah, and you, you guys are actually part of that too, right? Like you've had your residency program for a bit now? Yeah, yeah, at least six years or so that we've been doing it. And it's really one of my favorite things that I do. You know, I feel like um, I get a lot of renewed energy year after year having, you know, someone that's excited to, to learn. And um, it actually forces me to be a lot better at what I do. You know, even just being able to explain what you do is is a big feat. And so I feel like I've become better, you know, from a preceptor standpoint and uh, an overall learner. You know, coming from an administration background, I really did not know a lot about informatics taking my job. So I, maybe I was a gamble with being hired, but I've, I've learned so much uh, since doing this job. And I, I forced myself pretty hard to, to keep up with uh, the new talent that's always coming in, you know, because some of these folks are really brilliant. And, you know, if I'm not keeping up, they might just end up taking me over. 
<laughs> I mean, there's a lot of like different roles out there. So I, I'm sure they'll find their niche too. And I'm sure you're doing a very excellent job in leading. I've seen your name so many times in many presentations. So, uh, so you are out there too. And I, I'm, uh, I'm actually very honored to have you on the podcast. No, I, I completely appreciate that. I think even just being recognized, even to be on this podcast is, is a big deal for me. And I don't take it lightly. So this is, it's it's an honor in return. <laughs> so, you know, like for students out there, right? Like they, they right now in the schools uh, don't have a lot of education yet in pharmacy informatics. And uh, some of them want to learn more. And some of them ask about how can they learn more? Uh, and then, you know, other people might be pharmacists and pharmacists who are currently working in another field, not knowing about informatics until now. And, you know, of course, informatics is a niche, but do you have any advice for these two populations on uh, how they can learn more or maybe if they want to, like, position themselves better to get into the field? Like, do you have any suggestions for them? You know, keep knocking on, on my door. Keep knocking on, on folks' door. You know, it's always open and there's always opportunity out there. So, you know, I, I encourage students, you know, that are very interested in this to really focus on on the residency potential because it really is like a heat sinking missile towards getting a job in this field you know it's a one way you know you know no non-stop you know way of getting into uh the profession so i think there's you know a lot of reason to focus on energy on that path because your chance of getting a job is very high and people are looking for individuals that are well trained in this so i would put energy into that that idea uh, for the students and for them, you know, it's not always easy to to get experience and exposure, but always be looking for it. You know, kind of, you know, looking back in my experience, you know, I was not in an informatics role by any means, but I got a lot of exposure to it just based on my interest and in, in projects that came up. You know, I, I was pretty good about gravitating to those. So even for those you know, students that are on clinical rotations and other what might not seem like informatics at all. You know, I think if you're looking for the opportunity, you can find them, you know, and also look for uh, sites that have rotations uh, available. That's going to be your best option to get into, uh, you know, get your foot in the door and get some exposure and do projects and things of that nature. So I that's from a practical standpoint. Those are things that a student can do. I would say it's similar to, you know, pharmacists that have been out there uh, on the field for a while and, and, and gained interest. You know, you get goals on, you know, every year that you have to, you know, accomplish. So are there opportunities in the informatics world? You know, are there ways to get exposure? You know, I, I, I don't like talking out of both sides of my mouth and saying, well, I oversee the residency and I and really encourage them and, and groom them into the, into the job. And I, I, I really do support that. So I do put a, a lot of merit into the residents that we're creating, you know, but I've hired a lot of folks that never went through an informatics residency and they're great hires. And I would never change my mind about that at all. And there's a lot of organizations out there that need talent. And, and one of the big, I think, factors is getting someone that is passionate about this. That's really your number one attribute that that you're really always looking for. So I think if your heart's in it and you're looking for those opportunities, I say keep going for it because there's plenty of hospitals out there that are looking for talent. Awesome. You know, thanks for that advice. And um, I actually wanted to go back a little bit on 
uh, your role and your experience at Aurora. I don't know if you can talk about this, but uh, if you can, like, what was like one of your, um, I guess, uh, most innovative or memorable projects that you were able to see to completion? Gosh, I mean, we have done so many. I, you know, I think right now we are in the middle of doing a, a very large, large scale integration in Illinois. So when I started doing my job, you know, we were Wisconsin based and never thought any different. And with the climate of how healthcare is, you know, we did, we looked at merging and, and did with, uh, with Advocate Healthcare in the Illinois side. And I, I think it's probably one of our most premier projects to take a very large scale, you know, well-recognized organization and be able to fully come together and get things to work a single way. That has been one of the most miraculous things I've seen. And I, I would even say in those beginning days, I, I had some apprehension. I had a lot of questions. You know, it was, it seemed almost impossible, maybe. But um, I think we inherited in the process some really great talent. And we were able to work very fiercely together to look at each other's processes and pick the best one and explore doing that across the entire system. And doing that, you know, a thousand times over is an unbelievable accomplishment. And now we're starting to see the payback, so to speak, and and everything coming together. And one of the things that we enjoy because of that level of standardization at our, our site, we do a lot of centralizing of our services with order verification and, you know, some of the MedRec processes. We're able to do them in a, in a centralized or remote type of way because no matter what site you're looking at, you're, you're going to expect the same type of process. So being able to see that what come all together has been one of uh, my prior joys and I'm not scared about it anymore. So when the next organization or opportunity um, turns into another integration, I'm all, I'm all in. Yeah, that, that kind of integration is scary. Like we, we went through something similar, not as large scale as you, like with the uh, advocate health system, but it was a very arduous process and a lot of like questions. So that's something I really respect that you guys were able to do that efficiently and successfully. So that's really cool too, that now you're actually seeing the benefits from it. And, uh, you know, I also wanted to just, uh, check with you uh, if people wanted to reach out to you for more questions uh, what's the best way that they can reach out to you definitely you know try the LinkedIn I purposefully right before recording this with you updated my profile so that way it doesn't have old information so feel free to um, connect with me through that platform otherwise you can find me at various places on the internet as well especially through the residency program so I have email out there. I'm happy to share, you know, any emails or anything like that for anyone. I'm, I'm happy to even talk, just even talking about informatics is, is one of my hobbies these days. So I, I'm, I'm open to talk to anyone for pretty much any reason. Cool, cool. And uh, I guess to make it a little bit more efficient for people, I'll be putting it into the show notes as well. So uh, if you guys want to reach out to uh, Dr. Barry McLean, then you can just check out the link to the LinkedIn in the show notes and also uh, the email in the show notes. But, you know, um, to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again so much for, you know, just taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. No, anytime, anytime. So give me a ring if you have anything else you want to to go over. All right. If you like our show, please share with your friends. 
or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-I-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal. I'm